Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Let's get beside the game. Fourth and goal. Uh-oh. And they're going to snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles. Touchdown. Think about Lola well, trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown. Alabama wins. Here are your hosts, Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Eric Watkins. Hello and welcome to another division preview episode of Football to the Max. We're getting closer and closer to the season starting. We are a day away here officially as it's Wednesday and we're talking the NFC East on this show. You might have just heard us talk NFC South. If not, if you're only hearing us talk about the NFCs, then hey, welcome to it. It's the home of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, along with three teams that are going to be trying to knock them off that perch, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, and Washington Redskins. To be, If this is the first time you're listening to us, I'm Sean Garmer, your host, and to be transparent with you, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, have been all my life, even though I now live in Miami, so... Uh, just wanted to say that for, you know, we we talk about this and and people uh, get a little upset about perhaps favoritism or a little bit too much criticism, whatever much you wanna, however you wanna view that. And of course, uh, Eric is he's a fan of an ASC team, so he has no bias here. He just is going to say how he feels about this whole thing. I am glad I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm also glad Gary's not here. <laughs> oh, because, uh, yes, the third co-host who appears sometimes here and there is also a Cowboys fan. He actually lives in the Dallas area. So, man, uh, when both he and I are on sometimes, it's uh, it gets a little bit um, like Cowboys power hour sometimes. So... Uh, this will be even more leveled out, I guess. But since I've already mentioned them a few times, let's go ahead and just knock the bandage off. Just, just absolutely make me cry out in pain for a little bit here and talk about these uh, Dallas Cowboys. They actually 
finished above 500 last year, even with the complete distraction that was Ezekiel Elliott's saga all season long. That is behind them, and it's over with, and now it's all about Zeke, Dak, and that offensive line. The problem is that offensive line is not the same because two of their stalwarts are in some trouble as uh, Travis Frederick, their absolute standout center, uh, found out during uh, the preseason that he has a Guillain-Barre syndrome, which a lot of times if you figure this, if they figure it out early, it's an autoimmune disease, uh, you can actually get it taken care of, and it it's more about dealing with the after effects to get right because it makes you it can make you feel numb in uh in certain areas and everything and obviously being an offensive lineman or any kind of sports player you need to feel at all times but especially you know you're going up against another big defensive lineman you need that strength in your hands and if you don't have that it's it's not the same so uh that's a huge blow and uh, also Zach Martin's got a knee injury so two of your Big three are got some issues. I could have sworn it was pronounced Guillaume Barre, but it's French, so yeah, what Guillaume happened? Barre might be right. It's just <laughs> you know. I mean, with all the talk about you know what is Dak going to do in his offense? Can he push the ball down the field and et cetera, et cetera? Well, these dramatic shifts in the offensive line. Be prepared, because that's really not going to change. Yes, you have Ezekiel Elliott back, and hopefully for a full season, it's going to help matters. You don't have all of the chaos that was Des Bryant in the locker room anymore. But at the same time, you also don't have Jason Witten. So if you like those sustained drives and great completion percentages with passes that are no going for almost nowhere to Cole Beasley then sit back and be prepared for 16 weeks of the same. <sighs> yeah, and also because the Cowboys, in losing Des Bryant, I mean, they picked up a heck of a player, Michael Gallup, but again, we've seen him do well in the preseason. Let's see when he goes up against uh, these defenses that are schemed to possibly take him out of the game or just, you know, how much... Are they going to be paying attention to this guy? If they're not, then he could burn them because maybe they're paying too much attention to Cole Beasley or whatnot. But there's also the whole people used to pay attention to Jason Witten. You're not doing that so much with Connor Barwin or uh, you know Jeff Swain. You're focusing on Beasley, and then the next guy you're probably going to focus on is Michael Gallup, uh, or perhaps trying to take Ezekiel Elliott out of the out of the mix as well, which is much easier when that offensive line is not as potent. So. Uh, there's that, too. And the problem is the rest of the receivers are kind of all the same. You have uh, Alan Hearns, who hasn't looked very great in the preseason. You have, uh, why can't I think, uh, Terrence Williams, who's been there. But you kind of know what he is as well. And it's just, uh, you know, you have Tavon Austin that you picked up to kind of move things around and do those jet sweeps that uh, they like to do. And perhaps he he can have a better year than he has previously, but I don't know. I just worry about them, and I worry about them as well on defense because you grabbed Demarcus, you know, you slapped that franchise tag on Demarcus Lawrence. 
the D line is kind of what it is. It's it's not like they went and added some tremendous pieces here. You're hoping you're hoping Randy Gregory can stay off the pot long enough to you know actually get on the field and do something. And if he does, he can actually help the team. But that's a big if. You know, and if he's not there, you already got David Irving suspended for four games again. So, man, that's a lot to ask. And yes, DeMarcus Lewis is kind of under pressure of himself to force the Cowboys' hand once again. But, man, thats I feel like what we saw last year, it's really tough to do again. You know? And that's going to leave them exposed as to not being able to get to the quarterback. And nope. it puts a lot more pressure on the rest of that defense. Especially if Sean Lee doesn't stay healthy. Because, I mean, even you've seen, you agree, without him... He hasn't played a 16-game season. Yeah, and, and without him, you admit, your defense is a little bit... Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, by the way, look at the kind of offenses you're going to be facing. You caught a bit of a break by getting, like, a close to a last-place schedule the last year or so, but now, oh, it's not friendly. Not anywhere near as friendly. No, it's not. And even in the division, it's not. So, I mean, you bring in and you add Leighton Vanderess, and he might work out fine you know Jalen Smith is what he is the Cowboys you know defensive backfield is young still and they've done pretty well for being young you know but it's just you've got some two teams for sure that you're looking up against in that uh, in that division and then just the rest of the NFC that's absolutely stacked and it's just They've got problems at safety as well, which that's an issue in and of itself. And it's just, man, a lot of pressure on Dak to to do more this year and on Zeke as well. And it's just, that's two guys that are going to have to pull a lot of weight, especially without that offensive line. And it's just, man, you know, it, it's really tough to see. You start off the year against the Panthers. It doesn't get any easier Giants and Seahawks as well. Just, oh, they could be in a hole. They could certainly uh, be in a hole to start things off, and all those games could be without the offensive line being who they are. It's just, man, I don't know. And you know who's gonna take? Who's gonna even sniff taking up the slack for Jason Witten? You don't even know. They certainly don't have that guy on the roster right now. So there's a there's a lot to wonder about the Cowboys. If they're fighting for second, honestly, look, you got to be honest with yourself if you're a Cowboys fan. If they're fighting for second, if they're they're staying competitive with the Giants, I think you kind of have to say it's a it's a good year. Unless the offensive line just comes back roaring like Zach Martin gets better and and you know, Travis Frederick can kind of cure himself of the his ills and you know they can get Zeke roaring again or whatnot then maybe uh, as the season goes on feel better but as the season's starting out for me I feel like if you're second 
and you're fighting and you're competitive and you're not like 0-4 or something like that, I think that's kind of a plus right now. It, it, it really is because you don't want to feel like you've taken tremendous steps back. And for this division in particular, just about anybody can win it. And whoever wins it could be primed to make another run at an NFC Championship game. Who knows? So I think for Dallas, you do want to keep everybody in sight. Try to win as much as you can outside of your division, but do whatever it takes to get maybe four division wins because that would be the key to unlocking if not a playoff spot, then a pretty good seed. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's absolutely apparent out of this is how bad the Cowboys' depth is, and that's a you know that's a problem for another day. As far as you know, another reason why you shouldn't be owner and general manager. But hey, it is what it is with Jerry Jones. That's how they roll in Dallas, and it's how they rolled in Dallas for a long time now, and. It ain't changing, folks. Just deal with it, is what Jerry would say. Just deal with it. It's what it is. So I talked about fighting with the Giants in that second spot, and Odell Beckham got himself a heck of a contract extension. Got paid! Yeah, he got some money. And the thing is, it's not just on Odell, though. You got to worry about what Eli Manning is going to show up for the Giants this year. If he has another year like last year, ideals meal worry about what's going to happen to the Giants here with Pat Shermer coming in as a new coach. He decided not to go with a former quarterback of his with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the Giants could have gotten, could have tried to go get Bridgewater and have a good backup for Eli, but they didn't. So, You got Eli again going for it after the whole debacle that was, you know, the 2017 with Ben McAdoo and that BS. Hey, now, he's about the only guy to rock slick back hair since Barry Melrose, okay? Give the man some credit, please. We got to give him credit for that. I can I mean, what, you actually want me to praise his acumen as a coach? That would be absurd. Oh, uh, certainly not. Let's let's not go there. But <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic here. You are. I give you, uh, give you a lot of credit for that. I will say, you know, the thing that has plagued the Giants for years, though, is they've improved the offensive line, which helps Eli a ton. They already added weapons previously. So, you know, you get, you're bringing Evan Ingram. Odell got paid, so he can't complain anymore. Just go out there and play, dude. And you, uh, you also got Sterling Shepard out there. I mean, he's got, he's got talent around him. And it's all about Eli going out there and give him another year of Eli and the biggest change, perhaps, not just the offensive line, is going to get Saquon Barkley. And 
don't tell me you don't have a running back no more. Because if Saquon can't get through that line, there's something something wrong happening. There's something wrong happening there. Yeah, and the thing is with Saquon Barkley, Pat Shermer knows what he's going to do. He's going to limit Barkley's carries. You're not going to have him tote the rock 30, 35 times a game. It's going to be somewhere teens, probably low 20s. He's going to have some good runs on the perimeter, and he's going to rack up a lot of scrimmage yards. And also, with Odell Beckham, with Evan Ingram, for the first time, arguably since the first couple weeks of last season, Eli Manning has good, healthy receivers to throw to. Now, will they stay healthy this year? Question mark. But I think he's putting together one last season in him, go and do this, then hit the road. And I've got the Giants as one of those sneaky, sneaky teams because we all know what can happen once they get into the playoffs. Certainly. I would kind of disagree, though. Like, Saquon Barkley has the potential to be like another David Johnson type player where he can catch balls, catch, you know, 100 have a hundred catches and and get multiple hundred yard games and and everything mm-hmm. else. Like, I feel like make sure you you use Saquon and his full potential. Yeah, get him out there. Yeah, and use and that, that to open up the field for Odell and Sterling Shepard and the other guys. Yeah, and that's why I say he's not going to be an exclusive runner. And that's why I say instead of like those thirty carries. He'll have about 20 carries, but he'll get potentially 30 touches. He is of that David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey mold to where you could see, even for his rookie year, 700-700. That's not out of the realm of reason. Yeah, and I mean, that defense is still one of the best in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Especially in the uh, defensive backfield with Landon Collins and Norris Jenkins. Uh, you have uh, Damon Harrison snacks, snacks Harrison going out there and uh, stopping things on the line. And it's still Olivier Vernon going out there and uh, rushing that passer. Uh, no JPP, but I think they'll be all right even without him. And it's just, I feel like, again, this is a team, like you said, could be very, very sneaky. Mm-hmm. Imagine what things they can go the do. right way. Yeah, imagine what they're going to be able to do with defensive linemen who can put all ten fingers on the ground before snap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Low-hanging fruit. You set me up for that one, and I'm like, eh, I might as well. Thank you very uh, much. <laughs> oh, don't come at me, JVB. It's all Eric. All Eric. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, wait, what's my Twitter handle? At W2M Sean? Something what, like that. What? Oh, what? What? No. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes. What? Uh, no, definitely. The Giants are. Again, I feel like they're going to be battling the Cowboys all year and perhaps even surpassing them, honestly. Um, 
if uh, the if that if that offense doesn't click right for the Cowboys, the Giants could very well go on a tear. Especially mm-hmm. if Eli is is back to sort of being Eli. If if Eli continues to sort of crumble, then you have to wonder where the Giants are going to be, even with Saquon going out there and getting hundred yard games and and whatnot. But I feel like that decline was more towards how bad the offensive line has yep. been, all the injuries last year, and still not having a running game. Just things were not working in Eli's favor at all. So. No, I mean, lest we forget, we're only, what, two years removed from an 11-5 and five season? Mm-hmm. That sure. can happen again. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. It could. It could very well. And one of those reasons it could is because we kind of don't know what the Washington Redskins are because mm. they went, they absolutely just threw their hands up with the Kirk Cousins thing and just said, okay, whatever, dude. Just called it. Just called go. It. Yes, you did. You did call it. Kirk Cousins going off to Minnesota. We'll talk about uh, the North and another podcast, but off to Minnesota. So they go in and get Alex Smith instead. And, well, he had a heck of a year last year, but he's also in a contract year. He was in a year where he had to do that because he knew he wasn't staying in Kansas City, or if he was, he was going to be the backup to, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And he had to go out there and do what he did. And, of course, Andy Reid also facilitated that by driving the offense toward letting Alex Smith kind of throw the ball down the field and take advantage of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and having Kareem Hunt go off the way he did. And the mm-hmm. thing was, the Redskins sort of wanted to do that with Darius Geis and torn ACL in the first preseason game. And that already puts them behind the eight ball. Now they did go pick up one Adrian Peterson. Do you think the 33-year-old AP still has it in him? I do. Do I think we're going to see MVP levels? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Father time is really taking a step out of that. But are we going to see, I wouldn't put him at a 1,000, but mm, the 900-yard season is pretty respectable. I mean, yes, guys had the potential to get you more than that. He could have gotten, say, a 1,000, maybe 1,100. But with Alex Smith and with this, Everybody talks about what he had to do in Kansas City. Go back to, and I remember his early days in San Francisco where things were just miserable. But between Kansas City, between the Harbaugh days in San Francisco, you look at his career, he's won 60% of his games. You can't argue that. And with Jay Gruden... Former quarterback, a guy who knows offense, he knows he's got a veteran guy to work with, and he will work with him. We saw what he did with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. We see what he's been doing even with Kirk Cousins now. Are they primed to take that next step? No. But are they going to be a flaming batch of tires next to a landfill? No. Mm. No. And we have to remember... Last year, they had times where almost their entire offensive line was 
incapacitated, mm-hmm. making things extremely difficult for Kirk Cousins. And you hope the line is much better. You add a, you know, getting Deron Payne in from the draft to help on the defensive side of things, which has been improving as the years have gone on. Uh, still got Josh Norman out there to be a, a terrific corner for them. Uh, they, that's the defensive backfield is one of their biggest strengths, honestly. And yeah, just again, if the, the defense can work and keep things manageable for Alex Smith and he can find his receivers, which, uh, he still has Josh Doxson out there as well, even though he hasn't been used that much in the preseason. I think uh, Redskins could surprise, but they also have the same like the Giants, the same as the Cowboys, potential to be at the bottom. And if anybody, unfortunately, I do see them as closer to being the bottom because of what the other teams have done. Now, I'm putting Philadelphia as a wild card because now they're going to have that bit of a Super Bowl hangover and their culture in their locker room has completely changed. But something about this Washington team, between the front office and everything going on, it never fully sits right with me. And while they do have Alex Smith and there are some improvements, this is one of those years. I think everything is going to convalesce against them. It's going to be a little bit in some ways tragic, but this is just not good timing. Yeah, certainly. It's not. Uh, Again, they have uh, terrific pieces. They added Paul Richardson as well to just – Absolutely stretch the field. You know, kind of take that role to Sean Jackson. But I just feel like they're really going to feel the hurt of not having Darius Geis. And if they increase, keep Chris Thompson healthy, he could help kind of bridge that gap and, and still do the tremendous things he did last year. But it's like between Rob Cullen and Samadji Pre-Ryan, I don't know if they equal what Geis would have done. And, yeah, it is. I feel like Alex Smith is not going to be the Alex Smith we saw last year. I feel like we're going to go back to seeing that Alex Smith. Okay, he's not going to turn the ball over and stuff, but he's going to kind of play it safe and all that, and it's it's going to wind up hurting them more than anything. So, sorry, my phone is <laughs> deciding it uh, wants. I f- I forget sometimes that I have these alarms, <laughs> and yeah, they go off. So, well, we only got one team left to talk about, and that's the Super Bowl champions, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yes, Carson Wentz starting the year not playing because of that torn ACL and the the LCL. But they have a Super Bowl MVP and Nick Foles, who, yes, lots of talk about not having looked good in the preseason, but this is the preseason. And he hasn't had the first team around him most of the most of the time. So that's something to, to think about. And remember all the guys that got hurt last year, aside from Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Jason Every- Peters, Jordan Hicks, Sidney Jones. Just to name a few. 
and, I mean, and everybody talks about oh 10 drives no points 10 drives no points 10 drives no points i'm like okay let me know week one if they get shut out by the falcons in week one i say oh yeah there's some problems but everybody just needs to calm down a teeny bit uh either way it doesn't matter because they still have one of the most complete defenses in the entire league true so they can go 10 drives with no points the other team may go 10 drives with no points too <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter but honestly if Nick Foles can sort of be what he was after Carson Wentz went down, I think they'll be okay. Uh, Carson Wentz is getting better. He'll be back soon. I don't think we need to worry too much on that end. I feel like Corey Clement is ready to do even more than he did last year, so that's going to help them. You still got Jay Ajayi there as well in the running game. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is uh, still around on the... Uh, receiving end, I just feel like this team is is set to do their thing again. Like, if they're not winning this division and and fighting for to repeat, something seriously went wrong. This team is too deep and too good to, to be like, oh, they're just, they're going to have a Super Bowl slump and not not do well. We've seen deep and good Philadelphia teams before. Look what's happened. And this is why I go back to changing their locker room culture. They all last year they were rocky. They were underdogs. Nobody thought that they'd be anything worth the crap then they get on a tear. Yeah, well, now you're kind of popping off at the mouth. Now it takes Malcolm Jenkins saying, hey, take this annoying Super Bowl banner down out of the locker room. How high are they going to get on themselves mentally? Because when you've already, even though, yes, it's the preseason, shown what you're doing and the kind of attitude that you're taking into 2018 and the teams that you beat have said, oh, by the way, we're still here. How are you going to react to that? And I don't know yet. Do I think this team will contend in the division? Arguably, in my opinion, the best division in the NFL, and it will be for this season. Yeah, they will. But to say immediately because they're the champs and because of all of this that they're going to be in the fight, and if something goes wrong, they don't win the division? No, I'm not saying that. I know. I just feel like when you you have Zach Ertz there, you go and get Dallas Goddard in the draft, you now have a double tight end threat, just like you used to have. You didn't decide to re-sign Trey Burton. You go and get Michael Bennett from the Seahawks, who's been disgruntled there because he wanted money. Just to bolster that line that was already fantastic. And Haloti Nada as well. My God. I mean, mm-hmm. that line is going to be ridiculous. Don't forget Darren Sproles was was out for a lot of the year as well. He gets to come back to that offense to, to add another dynamic to it. It's just, man, it's like, there's just, they're so deep. They're so good. Just, 
I can't see it. I can't see it with this Eagles team of not going out there. Again, maybe Nick Foles has an absolute slump because it does come down to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. In that time where Carson Wentz is getting trying to get healthy and he has that chip on the shoulder because he wants to prove, hey, look, I didn't – I did lead my team all the way to that week until week 14. Even though he wasn't the quarterback that actually won the Super Bowl, he had a huge impact as to why they even got in that position. Indeed. There's probably a part of him that that feels like, hey, I wasn't the one in that game winning. And he wants to prove that he's, he's still Carson Wentz, the guy we saw last year. But until then, you have Nick Foles who – until that playoff run, he was just a dude. He was just yeah. somebody that had had his moment, and people thought he was he was washed up. Well, the fact that, again, even going into this season, he was contemplating retirement. Mm-hmm. That alone tells me everything I need to know. If you're going out and going on camping trips and what have you to try to get your head right about playing football... You know you're a bit of a journeyman. You know where you've been. And it, it's just things don't work. Now things finally have worked. How are you going to handle that? So physically, talent-wise, everything is there. But do you have the mental fortitude to get over yourselves and get back to that grind and handle business. I flat out don't know. I see it, but right now, for preseason, it's a no. For regular season, it's a question mark. We're going to find out one day. We're going to find out. I mean, granted, it's first game of the season. A lot of times, the other team is a lot more hyped up than the Super Bowl winning team, and they come and bite the... Super Bowl winning team in the butt. And there's thoughts going to be made of this first game. Everybody's eyes are going to be on it because everybody's starved for NFL football that matters. But we're going to see them. And we're going to see what kind of Nick Foles you get and, and the rest of this team and everything else. Remember, the Falcons really want to go out there and prove, hey, stop talking about our offensive coordinator. Stop talking about our defense not being good enough. We want to go out there and, you know, maybe they put on a show, you know, and it's just people are going to start overhyping the Falcons as well because of that one game. And it's just we're going to have to see over that first four games what kind of Eagles are we getting in that time where Carson Wentz is not around. And it might might tell that tale that you're talking about, Eric, where they are too big for themselves. They come over. They come up in a slump, and as talented as deep and everything they are, that I keep saying, look, there's no way. Maybe there is a way, and it opens that door for the rest of that division. Absolutely, because there's a few teams that I can see winning it, but the scary part is one or two things go wrong, and anybody can finish in last place. Mm-hmm. Anybody. <laughs> so speaking of, what do you have? It's the that one through four for you. Well, one through four, I know I'm going to make a couple of my kickoff co-hosts happy. Uh I have the Giants winning the division. 
And I have the Giants as a dark horse making a deep playoff run. Something about this, we're getting everything can gel at just the right time, like it has throughout very significant portions of Eli Manning's career, especially because this may wind up being his last season. As I said, one for the road. Two and three? I'm not fully decided on one way or the other. It's going to be between the Eagles and Cowboys. Whoever finishes in that second spot, they're going to be fighting for a wild card. They're going to be in it right with second place team in the South. Whoever misses out, I think it's going to just be last game of the season, probably last couple of plays, which I would be very curious as to see the week 17 schedule, how that lines up. And I've got Washington in the cellar simply because the other teams in the division, while everybody's improved, the other teams in the division have improved more. And I'm hoping at some point, it's probably not the coach, probably not going to be the quarterback, but like I've said about a couple of organizations, there needs to be a shakeup at the front office. Snyder just needs to back away. We'll see if that's the case. Uh, I feel like uh, this is hard to say because you've done a great job of convincing me that, man, there is a real potential here, especially with Nick Foles in this early part of the season. Uh, even though we have seen Carson Wentz can, can work some miracles, he can he can galvanize that team like we talked about with Tampa Bay. Uh, perhaps uh, having to work from an 0-3 start, perhaps the Eagles have to work from the bottom. Again, and mm-hmm. Carson Wentz has to be that that lead dog and say, look, guys, you know, Nick was going through his trouble, but we're here. I'm here. Let's do this. Let's be the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's be the freaking Super Bowl champs, you know, and I feel like either way, whether they start two and two, oh, and four, one and three, whatever, however long, how many games it takes Carson Wentz to come back. I feel like by the time he comes back, with the talent on this team, all the veterans on the team, it's just it's going to be too much for. Perhaps by then the Giants have surpassed them or something, and mm-hmm. it, it it just it comes down to a late like having to win one over the Giants or something, or or just that last week seventeen they wind up getting the division, and I think the Giants can be right behind them in second, and it's. I don't think I think this is Eli is going to have one more good year with the offensive line finally being good, having the talent, having Saquon Barkley to take the pressure off. He can do that play action, which makes Odell, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram absolutely dangerous there. And yeah, that defense is still again, like I said earlier, one of the best in the league. Right there with the Eagles, they're hard to contend with. And I feel like they're going to be there in second. I think the Cowboys just, I don't know what to make of how long Zach Martin and Travis Federick are going to be out. And that's a huge blow. That's a huge blow that they're centered around. The big three, obviously the uh, the new rookie has, has slotted in there. Lyle Collins has been getting better as well. If that whole line was intact, 
I would I would have the Cowboys in a much higher position. I'd feeling be feeling better because Zeke doesn't have to worry about the drama of last year, and and Dak would have protection. So even if he has to take a little longer to find all those sort of similar receivers, he has that time. But I worry about him not having the time. I worry about him possibly getting hurt as well, and then having to deal with freaking uh, I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, Cooper Rush as the quarterback for God's sakes. So. <laughs> that's that's a possibility that could happen. It's a possibility that could happen, honestly. And and uh, the defensive line has issues. You know, can Sean Lee stay healthy? We saw what that defense is like. Without, as you said, you know, the total now, crappers. And yeah. now to yeah. interject real quick, Jerry, if you're listening, this is one of your fans. You had a mild heart attack because of that news. That is not my fault. Not my fault. <laughs> exactly. And. And Dan Bailey apparently proved that he is not back from his injury, and they had to let him go. And, and that's another thing. You relied a lot on Dan Bailey as well. Well, he's the so second the most games. accurate kicker in league history, for Christ's sake. Uh, you're, you're, right. <laughs> you're right, but that was a serious injury he went through, and he was not the same last year. That So I wonder if they're trying to see if they can – Bring him back and maybe later uh, on a less of a salary and and see if he he gets back to form. But eh, I mean, how many kickers are important? But how many times have we seen kickers come in and then they they win themselves a spot? So, but yeah, th- this is going to be a different difficult division. Can the Super Bowl champs avoid the hangover and can one of the other teams supersede them? That's going to be interesting. Well, again, we'll see them play. We'll see them play on Thursday against the Falcons. The Eagles, that is, and then we'll see the rest of the teams. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe. You get all of the shows that we do. We'll be back on Thursday for sure. I don't know if we'll do the North and West previews on Wednesday or Friday. It'll be one of those two days. We'll also do the playoff uh, predictions as well on a separate show. So you'll have at least three. You'll have four shows coming from us, so four. We hit the big Sunday. Yes, we're going to do shows on Sundays. Now, no no more Monday. Uh, no Game Pass. We're just uh, watching games on the local TV, watching Red Zone, watching what we can, reading news while also watching our fantasy teams and what else going on. Uh, and we'll be doing a show that night after the Sunday Night Football game. Uh, we'll be going on, and it'll be there for you on your Monday morning commute. Talk, listen to your... Wake up with football and and hear what the uh, reactions are and and everything else. So that'll be fun for us to do. I'm excited to finally get to that. I'm excited to get to Thursday as well. And, yeah, and and if you like the college game, we should have our college football top 25 up by Thursday at some point at the latest. Uh, It's there for week one, and hopefully we'll be continuing that throughout the the season as well. Go make sure you check out the kickoff, Ziltalk more college than we will hear and of course they'll talk nfl as well eric is one of the hosts on there too so if you enjoy uh eric's banter here you'll get a lot more of that on the kickoff along with the the other guys as well and yeah until then hear from us next time we'll see you later everybody the kickoff will 10 percent more homer this season peace